Hey guys, and welcome back to Norganon. I'm your host, James Graham. I'm joined by both Mazriel and Warren. We're back. We were off for a week, and uh, yeah, it was it was an eventful week for us. So we are coming back for this episode, and we're going to have another episode next week, right, right after. I'm going to start the episode saying that. You're going to get two shots of us real quick. Um, but yeah, Jacob, how are you doing today, man? I can't complain. I've found out we have a lot more time to enjoy some of that sweet, sweet pre-patch goodness. Yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the delay. We'll talk about the delay a little bit. We'll talk. We'll, that was that was low for Jacob. <laughs> like that stung. Well, clearly Warren is not doing as well as Jacob. Like it's it's just not it's just not doing. He's not doing as well. It's great, guys. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> to be honest, this podcast is like the best thing of the year so far. So, yeah, I'm really, really happy to be here again. You're, you're setting the bar really, really low, Warren. Like the best thing of like a COVID year. Like, <laughs> I mean, wow, you're saying that like this like podcast is an amazing James. Oh no, we're great. I'm. I'll be the first one to say it. I'll just pump our. I'll pump our tires up right now that we're amazing. So. You know the uh, the people listening to this can pump up uh, can pump up our tires even more. Just like everywhere, uh, shameless plug. Shit, yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, we talked about this at the beginning of the show too. We're like, all right, we're gonna lay it out properly, and Warren's just like, no, I'm gonna just hijack this whole thing, and this is how we're gonna do no, it. No, we can we can do it the proper way. I'm just injecting this as well. Like, really <laughs> needs to hit home. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, people. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> So if you were if if you are a uh, a new listener, this is our this is our t- typical banter how we start off. But for the uninitiated, here at Norganon, every week we talk about a different topic, faction, event, person from the Warcraft universe, give it give you a rundown of it, and then jump into our very big brain discussions about the topic. We get into some real rabbit holes, and we love to critique Blizzard. And as far as writing and all that fun stuff, um, it's all in good fun. We're not really maliciously after anybody one way or another. We we just love the game. We love the lore, and we love to talk about it. But before we jump into this week's episode, which we've done a much better job of hiding before getting into it, Jacob, tell them where to find us, man. Yeah, of course. Um, well, you already know where to find us. You're listening to us. But when you do find us, when you listen to this, make sure to tell your friends about the show, share it around, leave us a star, uh, five-star review anywhere and everywhere you can. And of course, if you have any questions, complaints, concerns, gripes, moans, groans, hit us up on Twitter at popped underscore off, or you can always email at us con- uh, for contact at poppedoff.com. Gripes, moans, and groans. I like that. I like that. I've so, never heard that before. I know. It's new. It's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like an American thing? That's super cool. I'm going to use that. In you can, you can take that. Take that overseas. It's a Mazriel uh, original saying right there. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Copyright that, dude. Yeah. Quoting on that. Uh, but yeah, so for this week, for this week, we're we're getting a little meta. Um, we talked about this a little bit, whether or not we were gonna kind of try and go with the Shadowlands kind of uh, kind of vibe with the with the episodes and stuff like that. And we, I think we found a happy medium. So we're not gonna get super into like speculation with Shadowlands and stuff like that as we get into like kind of closer to the uh, the actual release, whenever the hell that may be. But we are going to talk about characters that transcend both the previous universe, and, or not so much the previous universe, but the previous history and the current history, uh, or the current events that we have going forward, including, like, you know, are some of the big players in Shadowlands. And that brings us to Draka. Uh, Draka um, is, of course, the, the maid of Durotan, uh, father of Thrall, Green Jesus, all that fun stuff. Um, she is now apparently the Baroness of Maldraxxus. She's a big, big deal. Um, 
But we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Draka because Draka outside of the alternate universe didn't really get that much attention. And we kind of want to discuss her character a bit and what we might see going forward. So, a bit of a recap on Draka. She was born sickly into the Frostwolves, and her family was forced to move to the outskirts by Durtan's father, uh, Garad. Um, eventually, through basically ritualistic trial, she uh, comes back and she's you know full power, full strength, all that fun stuff. Uh, herself and Durtan meet at one of the Orcish celebrations. I can't remember exactly which one it was. There's several that the kind of clans kind of meet up towards. Um, but yeah, the two of them meet, uh, eventually go on a hunt together, and then kind of get hitched that way. Uh, hunts for for uh, orcish couples is kind of like a big like rite of passage for as far as like the, the courting process, so that's kind of how that happened. Um, Draka then gives birth to, to Thrall. Um, this is kind of a very like uh, rocky area for not only just the orcs, but also the Frostwolves specifically, because they were ones who were really big on rejecting the uh, the power given to the de- by the demons from uh, for the rest of the horde. So because of this, her Duratan and Orgrim kind of meet up to discuss the Shadow Cancel, who is a really big player during the during the foundation of the horde. Um, after their meeting, Orgrim asks his guards to basically escort them away from the meeting to make sure they were okay, but they eventually get assassinated by them, and then Thrall gets kind of washed away. With both her, his father, and his mother, Draka, dying. Uh, this is when we get Maldrax's Draka. Um, she goes in. She is starting to be trained as a rogue. Who? It's weird. Uh, apparently, every female orc or orc like half breed kind of thing is a is a is a, you know they're all the same character. They're all they're all rogues. Um, she and thank God she initially rejects this concept and is like, no, I'm a warrior. This isn't how we do things. But she eventually embraces it, sees its value, sees it like for what it's worth, and then we, you kind of see the events of afterlives. You see her basically um, take out various houses, kind of wage war in the in the Maldraxxus uh, area, and then become one of the the, the Baroness. Right? She uh, is apparently the key to Maldraxxus because she's a rogue warrior hybrid. She's she, she's our first dual class. That's that's basically why she's so powerful. But no. Um, I'm sure there's lore reasons why we're going to get into it when we actually get into the game. Um, but right now, we just have the speculation that Dracos a badass. Dracos was a badass in Maldraxxus. That's basically how it goes. Um, but for before Draca, for the discussion for her, we're going to get into the, believab- the believability of her character. Basically, her her plight from becoming this, like, when she was born, like, this very sickly child to basically to a warrior to a rogue, and then to a rogue warrior. <laughs> um, and then we're going to get into her overall aesthetic. What uh, We very have very little to go off of uh, besides her being, you know, uh, somebody who's kind of overcome some hardship and, be like, you know, gave birth to our Lord and Savior. So um, we're going to talk about her new identity as well, as well as her old. And then we're going to get into her execution from point A to point B. So basically, from her plight of just being like, you know, this, this like hardened warrior of the frost wolves going into becoming a agent of Maldraxxus to the, a baroness of Maldraxxus. You know, how do we, how do we feel about it? How do we, like, does that seem like something that's plausible to us? And then her interactions with other characters, we don't really have an abundance. We have basically her, her contact in Maldraxxus. And then we have Orgrim and Duratan. Those are the, our big, our big three that we're kind of working with. And then, the end result. What do uh, and with my, uh, with Draka, it's kind of a little different than our usual episodes because 
we don't really know what the end result is going to be. We don't really know it, so this is a bit of a speculation. And then we might just sprinkle on some bonus content and talk about AU Draka just a little bit because Warlords hits differently for all of us, <laughs> so we won't get into it too, too much, but we'll, we'll, I think it's definitely, we got to bring it up at some point. So that's enough talking for me. We're going to get right into it. Maze, let's talk about the believability of the character. Let's talk about what she did and how she got there. Does this seem like something that's feasible within the Warcraft universe? Do we think it was well done? Yes. Case closed. That's it? Like, the <laughs> is, is, is that, is that, wow. So, okay. <laughs> so Draka is one of my favorite, not just like characters, but also one of my favorite female characters for the Warcraft universe. Because if you go through like the notable female ones, You've got, well, let's go through right quick. Sylvanas, Master Hunter, Ranger, Marksman, Born of the Wind Runner Sisters. Jaina, just a born sorceress to the point that even the elves look at her and go, damn. Um, on top of being born in a nobility for, like, right into the most powerful family of cool tierists, uh, constantly rub shoulders with the literal prince of Lordaeron and his trainer, the... Uh, the founder of the Silver Hand. You have Tarande, a born priestess who has been on the front lines fighting demons for 10,000 years. Uh, Ashara, same. So to, to have somebody who's born to the point where orcs would look at her in her face and say, if you were mine, I would have drowned you the moment you came out, to becoming... To overcoming challenge after challenge after challenge to become like the pinnacle of an orc woman, which is why Duratan fell for her so hard. It was literally like the moment he saw her, he was like, you're going to be my wife. And he asked her out, him, Duratan, the soon-to-be chieftain. And she said, no. So... Yeah, she yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's something I think that gets overshadowed a little bit is like she straight up rejected him. Like she was just like, "Nah, dude, like we're we're not making this happen, right?" Which I think is uh yeah, it's just it's uncharacteristic, right? Like it's just it's just not what you th- it would, not uncharacteristic for her, but just like it just it's not how you'd expect it to play out, right? Yeah, I mean, so if you read a lot of this comes from the comic book, I think is like Making of the Warrior. And if you read her story, you're like yeah, girl, you get it. It's it's a good story. It's so good, and I and I really liked it because he was so head over heels for her. He was like, "Fine, look, it's not a mating hunt. How about we just go out? We'll go get a cup of coffee. It's not a date. We'll just see how things go." <laughs> because Draka said, "It's like I'm not old enough." Like she knew what this kind of hunt was. She was like, "I'm not of age." And they go out that next day, and she says, "Great." And she asks, like, when do you think I'll be of age? And he's like, I don't know. My birthday's today. She's coy. So you have this incredibly strong, like, smart, intelligent woman. And, like, when she gives birth to Thrall, when she's assassin, like, when the assassins come, her number one concern, don't, like, protect the baby. Like, mm-hmm. that is her only reason for living. Like, it's just, it's a good story. Yeah, I, I think for Warcraft, it's it's probably one of the more grounded and rooted stories we've had in the series. Absolutely, yeah. That, I think that I think that's a the, a big point that needs to be made. That it is a, uh, like it's it's not like there's no big thing that you're like ah, I don't know if I'm totally down with that. You know what I mean? Like she's she's believable. Like she's a very like 
a, a, it's weird to say a very human character, but she is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you're not seeing any characteristics that you're like, I don't know about that. Right. Uh, Warren, do you, do you feel, do you feel the kind of the same way? Well, yeah. I mean, so the idea of a story where a sickly person essentially transcends like their weaknesses and becomes better isn't exactly like a new concept, Mm -hmm. but they handled it very, very well. And I mean, like May said, it's definitely one of WoW's like better characters. Um, But funny enough, when you were like charting off all the female characters, WoW has some really, really good girl characters, which, um, you know, is something people complain that we don't have enough about. But like, there's some really, really good characters out there. But um, yeah, Draka is one of the better ones, to be honest. Like, she embodies what it means to be an orc perfectly. Essentially, she was born sickly. But even then, she still had the kind of just fiery personality that you expect someone to have. But she kind of didn't have the body to back it up, so it's kind of <laughs> weird. But, um, yeah, they just they told it very, very well. And um, I also like the fact that she turned down Dirta. <laughs> yeah, the dude. idea of someone just going like, no, I'm not going to date you right now. It just seems so 2020 to me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, I was down for it. Like, I wish they dragged it out a bit harder and made them work a bit harder for it instead of just, like, the day after going like, oh, by the way, today's my birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but it was it was smart and it was, like, a coy way of doing it. So it, it really fit her character. I, I really enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I think uh, I think a big thing is that um, because the comic was written not super long ago. The comic's yeah. fairly new-ish, right? So you, you, you don't have these, like, all these, like, built up, like, I mean, like, fantasy in the 90s and, like, early 2000s was really, it was kind of straightforward, right? Like, I mean, you, like, you had these very, like, strong female characters, but, like, they wanted you to feel like they were flawed, too, which I'm, like, I'm not super always down for. Like, Tyrande's pissed off all the time. Jan is super jaded. Um, Sylvanas is, well, Sylvanas, right? Like, I mean, there's, like, like, I mean, I understand, I understand that a lot of these characters have undergone tragedy and stuff like that, but at the same time, like, you don't, you don't see any wavering with Draka as far as, like, tragedy, like, shaping her, you know what I mean? Like, she's just, like, even when she's dying, she's not, like, getting angry about the circumstance or anything like that. All she cares about is her kid, right? Like, and I think that is just... I don't know, man. Like, it's refreshing, right? Like, it's refreshing to have a character like this. Um, and who's, like, I mean, you'll definitely get, like, side characters like this and stuff like that. But, like, Draka's a big player. Like, she's, like, I mean, we get reintroduced to her in, like, Warlords. And then you do get to see a lot of, like, the, the like, the bread and butter, like, Draka. But, like, I mean, who she's become in, like, Maldraxxus and stuff like that. She's not like she's still not a flawed character in Meldraxxus. You know what I mean? Like she's a, she's very like normal. Like I mean, like I, I think that's uh, that might be the best way to put it. She's not. She's like again. She's not borderline warmongering. She's not trying to screw anybody over. She's just trying to stay the course and do the right thing for the situation she was put into. Right? Like I don't think she knew she was going to end up in this crazy necrotic undead world you know what i mean but she's like okay i'm here i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna make the most of it right like 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, 100%. Like, the thing is... I almost said Riot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blizzard has, like, a really bad habit of doing this with their characters, where they kind of forget that, like, character development has taken place for the plot to move forward. Mm-hmm. Like, a big example of this is the whole Malfurion getting caught and Toronto essentially going, like, ah. Oh, I know, no, yeah. Malfurion. Like, that, come on, you're, like, 10,000 years old. You're too old to let your emotions boil over like that. 10,000-year-old war veteran. War, yeah, not only that, yeah. Right? Like, like, like war veteran she's of she's not multiple... used to guerrilla tactics and stuff like this, she... Like, it's stuff that you're supposed to know about. Yeah. And, like, I think that is what... Like, I'm all for characters having flaws because it means that, you know, having all perfect characters would just be boring at the end of the day because they'd essentially be the same person. Mm -hmm. But But, they do need to be consistent with it. And the thing with Draka is she's flawed in her own way. She can be stubborn. You know, she didn't want to embrace the rogue thing. But she stays consistent with her character. Yeah. And like you said, like, there's something about her. She's just normal-ish. And I think that comes from, like, her background, essentially. She grew up that way. It wouldn't make sense for her to now suddenly be, like, this majorly flawed character. Because that's not who she was. So I'm really happy that they kept her or seem to be keeping her that way now. Um, if they do screw her up, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, she's definitely a type of character that we desperately needed because Blizzard tends to go way too much in the opposite direction the majority of the time. Yeah, we're like, we're saying all this like without playing Shadowlands yet and we don't, we don't know, but I like, I'm, I'm kind of faithful in this. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is something that like, we already have media of her being the same character she was. And that gives me a lot of faith that they're gonna keep that in the game. I like. I mean, I have I have like beta access and stuff like that, but I don't like ruin the story for myself. So I didn't want to go out and be like, hmm, I wonder if this character is going to stay the same. You know what I mean? I want to have that done for me in the actual game. I'm gonna need your password and <laughs> <your> username, please. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I don't, I don't think, I like it, it, if. Boys, I'm not. I'm gonna sit here and be like, oh, we might be okay. We might be okay here. We might not. Yeah, have... like with one character. So far. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'm taking small victories where I can and... get them and just be like, ah, yes, off the checklist. Yeah. Okay, now to the next one. Like, but yeah, I'm also holding out hope. I think, like from what we've seen so far, it seems promising. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt until we see like definite proof that this is not you know, going to end up the way we think it is. And if that is the case, then we'll just make up a follow-up episode and complain about how disappointed we are. Very upset. Honestly, it's a win-win at this point. (laughs) Maisie, I know you were starting to say something there. Yeah. um, I I think the biggest thing will be seen, like, because I know for World of Warcraft in particular, it's it's weird with its power levels. So with Draka, it's... It, it, I think I liked the fact that she they went rogue instead of like teaching her to be a necromancer or something. And mm-hmm. They easily could have. She's in Maldraxxus, but it it helps keep her more grounded. It's just something about being a rogue that feels a bit more grounded. Um, yeah, it wouldn't feel like Draka if she suddenly starts messing with magic or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it definitely would feel way too close to Nerzul. 
Um, oh my god, yeah, it would be almost like it would almost be like a like a side by side, right? Like it would be, mm-hmm. yeah. So th- there could have been a lot of interesting stories there, but I, I do like this iteration. I like what we've seen, like because I've I've watched it all. I like what we've seen with Maldraxxus so far. The the big thing will be in future patches. Are we gonna get that moment? Because like think Jaina. If, if for anybody who did Nazjatar, you you go in and she's like, okay, we'll stay here. You go out and do literally everything because I'm kind of helpless right now. And then you have to remember, it's like, but Jaina, in 8.0, you you flew a boat to a city. (laughs) And and you froze all of Stormwind. One troll with a torch set fire to it all, but then you froze it all. Like... And we, we haven't gotten that part. I, I haven't seen Draka go full Final Fantasy and take out an entire army. Her cutscene mm-hmm. was still very grounded. She made some mistakes in the fight, but she was a master at it. Um, yeah. 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 I, I, I like. I, I think we're all in consensus here. Like we, we, we think she's pretty. She's pretty rooted, and she's been done well. Yeah. She gets yeah. the Norganon stamp of approval so far. Yeah, so far, exactly right. So now we're Wait gonna a minute, tra- so both of you have beta access. Oh yeah. yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is my luck? No, I, I don't I do dude. not have beta what access. Oh you don't you don't you don't have beta access? Okay. Fifteen years, never no, had beta. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm not cool <laughs> enough. Like I got an email from Blizzard saying that like no, we'll try again next year. I got I'm beta in the Call of Duty the group just yet, so that oh, I've never played. And I got beta into Hearthstone a couple of times that I've never played. Never <laughs> once have I gotten beta for World of Warcraft. Please, oh, please. You guys are... I just got an email telling me Modern Warfare. What? What is it? Is it Black Ops Four? <laughs> like the new COD? Like I got an invite to like buy that, and I was like, oh gee, thanks. I'm waiting for my beta key, but this is fine. <laughs> this is, yeah, I'll take I'll take a totally <laughs> different game. Whatever. I didn't get it. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. You know, it just it means they were thinking of me, just not in the way I'd hoped. So. <laughs> the wrong way but uh yeah so to kind of actually transition this we're kind of at a good point because we've been discussing her as a rogue now vice like a warrior so i do want to kind of talk about her aesthetic now into this like master assassin basically like orc version of better orc version of matthias shaw because shaw's a a horrible rogue i'm just uh, like we'll get into that when we eventually get to him but um uh, yeah, like, how do we how do we feel about her, like, her new, the new vibe, you know what I mean? Going from, like, this very traditional orc warrior, uh, you know, like, uh, hunter, kind of, kind of, you know, that kind of class to this really badass assassin. Like, are we, are we into it? Does it, like, again, to me, it still feels grounded. Like, I mean, I know that's the, the big aesthetic of the episode, but that's, that's Draka, right? Like, I mean, I, and I think her, like, I mean, yes, some of these powers are a little, uh, like, mystical, like, with her, like, flashing in and out between, um, between, like, realms and stuff like that, like, she does a lot of, like, crazy stuff, but, I mean, it all feels like, the transition feels believable, right, and the, the current aesthetic feels believable as well, are we, anybody got any, any counterpoints to that, I guess? Um, Minor sidebar. I, I love okay. when the cutscene came out showing that she can like turn invisible and she walked into the big building for the demons. Uh, Reddit almost immediately picked up that it was reused uh, assets and they're like, oh, look, Blizzard's saving money. And uh, all like Reddit and the forums, Twitter, like people kept calling out Blizzard until Blizz came out and was like, she's a thief and an assassin. And she, yes, she's been on that world. It's the same world. And that's when everybody was like, oh, Blizzard can sometimes. 
like <laughs> poor Blizz. Our faith has been shattered that much. We thought they were just reusing assets because of a small game company. <laughs> Was, yeah, but but instead, like she can, yeah, she can just transition through worlds, which is like which kind I, of dope, and, and it right? also like solidify like, you can like, and we kind of already knew that because of the Drust, and that that's a future episode as well. But mm-hmm. the, the Shadowlands aren't impenetrable; they're yeah. they're malleable, so you can walk in and out of them. Um, and I guess we should also know like Death Knights do that on a fairly regular basis. Um, so being able, so so seeing all of that like her walk into a place that we have been and uh, do stuff that we necessarily couldn't have done was, was pretty cool. I, I like that. And again, I like her being a rogue because it feels like an extension of when she was a warrior anyways. It feels like yeah. a refinement. Well, yeah, of I mean, skills. like a sword is just a very, very big knife. So, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, I mean... It, it it is again. It's like it, it's like um. It's like like May said. Like I mean, it's not like she she went to like spell casting and stuff like that. Yes, there is magic imbued in the the rogue abilities, but it's not like oh, she went from a but warrior. But she's also in the Shadowland. She's a spirit now. Like I mean, we we're talking about a world where there's literal flying dragons and shit. Like. I'm assuming that once you die, someone getting some otherworldly abilities isn't too far. It's not far fetched. You don't have to suspend your belief that much. Yeah. Like if I die and I find out, ooh, I can have some ghosty powers, you can bet your ass I'm going to find out how to do it. So. (laughs) Well, of course. Like who who wouldn't, right? But again, like it's not it's not it's a it's it's a grounded. Again, I'm 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 gonna beat that word into the ground. Grounded, rooted, whatever you know, all the above. It is a. It is what you would expect from somebody who had the the upbringing that she did into where she's at now. Like none of this feels like it's out of character. None of it feels forced. Like it. It feels good. Yeah, and they give it that one. Like it's not going to be the final, but that one more checkbox is remember in AU uh, for warlords. Draka is a dual wielder. She's running around with two axes as more of a barbarian mm-hmm. stance, but like. Now she's just dual wielding two swords. It's yeah. I, I don't think. I think if we keep saying it's believable, people are going to think we're just padding our time at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We've we've established that it's believable. We all we all know it's believable. So we'll we'll, we'll try and stop saying that as much. James, do you think it is believable? <laughs> I, I I like to think it's believable. I think it's grounded. <laughs> you think? I'm not gonna lie. Like. Oh my god. But, um, but yeah, like I'm just glad Blizzard are doing something slightly new with her, you know, in the mm-hmm. sense with like a new, essentially taking someone from one class and like converting. Like we kind of had that with Thrall, like a little bit, but definitely not to like this extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, um, uh, and again with Thrall, it was like again, it was the warrior to spellcaster, you know, manipulator of yeah, elements, which, right? Like, I thank mean, goodness they didn't do with her as well. Like, I think it would have been a bit too, yeah. Like, see, she did have some connection with shamanism before because of, like, how she was healed. But I still feel like Rogue fits her better than that. I think, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This just, it, it feels right. It fits with me. I'm willing to see where they take it. So I'm along for the ride. Because we're with Draka, and of course, we've been talking about Maldraxxus Draka a lot as well. I, I know we don't want to get too much into the Shadowlands because everybody else is doing that. Um, but... Seeing as she's she's a major player for the military might of Shadowlands, that's that's what 
Um, that's what Maldraxxus is. That's what the Necrolords are. They are the military of the Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys say we could infer about how this military, like, is it, do you think Stealth and Subterfuge is, like, the biggest playing part the, here? Like and a, if so, the bread and butter kind of thing? What do you think of that? Um, I don't think I. I almost feel like it's 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 not because like I mean if you look at some of like the the people in that or not so much the people but the creatures that kind of are in that that realm, uh, there's some like beefy dudes. You know what I mean? Like they're like they're. I don't think they're afraid to go to, to like the you know like very melee heavy like you know like war, like army on army kind of combat. I think it's definitely um. I think it's definitely believable that subterfuge is like a, a like a portion of it, but I don't think it's it's everything. But on that note, I actually want to bring this up because again, like you said, she's almost like where she's such a major player in Meldrags, it makes me kind of wonder how she is as a commander, right? Like cuz we don't we don't know that. We don't like I'm assuming she's definitely learned stuff from Durotan in her in her like, you know, in her past life, but I'm really curious to see if her inexperience as a commander and a general, you know, that kind of role, if that factors into some, you know, pitfalls for Maldraxxus. Um, Because I think we could sell, I think we could all see that. Um, uh, I think I'd almost be a little concerned if we didn't see some, like, you know, some missteps from somebody who's inexperienced. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Like, my biggest thing is I just want her to kind of be her own character and not just, like, Thrall's mom. Or, like, Duratan's wife. So I kind of want, like, Moldraxxus to be more focused on, like, the roguish side and stuff. And then suddenly this, like, orc chick shows up. And essentially shows them, like, okay, but you can still do this while also using aspects of, like, warrior culture and stuff to really just, like, make the military might even stronger. So it's, like, building one strength with another and kind of just laying it out i want her to change some things just so that she makes a bigger splash then i think she will so that she's a bit more memorable for you know like all of it and like obviously maze you probably already know what's gonna happen damn it so yeah i i feel it would be weird to plug someone's youtube channel right now though (laughs) if you're listening to us you know what i'm talking about Oh, I just lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's out of here. Uh, we're experiencing uh, yeah. some um, technical difficulties. On a totally unrelated <laughs> note, editions uh, are open. <laughs> oh, man. But no, but, yeah. so what do you... Go ahead. Yeah. Here's right, the yeah, thing, yeah. then. What do you guys think of Draka being the one to rise up to be this... This big leader in Maldraxxus versus, say, her husband, who was already a war chief, a renowned warrior, and like every bit as capable as she is. Yeah, because we don't, we don't. Yeah, why do they like? Why do they pick her kind of thing? Vice, why not just revisit Duratan sort of thing? Also, where the hell is Duratan? But yeah, yeah, where is Duratan? <laughs> That's the other question, right? <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of it it, 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 it does feel like. I will admit, like it was a little jarring when I first saw it, because I'm like, "You're picking, you're picking Draka to be like the Maldraxxus big player. Like that's kind of, that's kind of, it's kind of bizarre, right? Like it, it, the, the math doesn't really add up. Not again, like not saying she's a bad character, not like none of that. Like I again, I, we, we we've kind of said it like in abundance. We like her. Um, it's just why, why her, right? And like, 
why why pick her to go this direction? I'm hoping we're gonna be like we're gonna they're gonna like have a storyline for her and we're gonna be like, oh, that's why that makes sense, right? Like this is this is they, why they picked her. But yeah, I'm just kind of curious to to see like why we did get her and why it's not another like n- you know major ish player. Because I mean, Draka for the most part, like I mean, she was pretty. I mean, before Warlords, before the AU Draka was introduced. I don't think many people knew who she was. Like, I don't even think, like, I mean, like, I, most people didn't even know who Duratan was, <laughs> like, you know, before, uh, before, um, you know, Warlords, and you actually got to saw, see him, like, in abundance, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he had the benefit the World of Warcraft movie. Yeah, but he, he at least had the benefit of having a zone, a zone? named after yeah, him. Yeah, a zone named after him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Draka doesn't even have that, which is, you know, that's, that's kind of scuffed, Thrall. Come on, man. Like I just kind of assumed that Blizzard want to kind of diversify characters a bit, like use people that we haven't seen in like a million quest lines, or you know have an entire zone dedicated to them already. Yeah, I mean they spend so much time creating those characters, they might as well kind of flesh her out more. Absolutely. And considering she's dead, uh, (laughs) the Shadowlands are kind of the perfect place to do that. So to me, I guess I kind of just. I think I went into, like, when they announced Shadowlands, I think, like, subconsciously I was just already trying to, like, hope that they were bringing more obscure characters that we wouldn't normally see as main characters, like, to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, I feel like that's what we need right now. We need, like, more characters to build from the ground up. You need fresh characters, right? There. And they seem to be doing that now, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, go, go ahead, go ahead. I will say, for her going to Maldraxxus, I think my favorite fan theory, like, my personal headcanon, is she's, she's not the strongest, and no nobody ever claimed she was the strongest. She's just a strong orc woman. And, but if, if you strip away almost everything, up until she meets Duratan, has a family, starts becoming, like, an orc wife, her entire existence was around getting stronger. Granted, she started out in the negatives compared to most people, but like, that <laughs> yeah. is her entire she existence. It. It's always been about getting stronger so she can bring pride, like so she can live a life of orcish pride. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, like I can that. see that. I mean, physical strength doesn't equate to a strong soul after all. And I mean, for her to kind of persevere I like besides that. all of her disadvantages kind of means she has some, some real mm-hmm. determination. I mean, that's why we all like her. So it makes yeah. sense that she's kind of beefed up in like the afterlife. So, and she ends up in the area that like values strength, right? And like whatever manifestation it is, right? So that that head cannon for me lines up pretty good. I'm into that. Like, I mean, yeah, like that that math adds up. <laughs> yeah, I um, I just remembered too, and it it just clicked. The rest of her story. Somebody in the comments, somebody was going to start writing angry comments, going, "Of course she's a rogue." Draka's always been a rogue. Because if you remember... if So, and I know, Warren, you had mentioned she saw a shaman. So, the way Draka, like, got strong uh, after she was nearly banished was she went to a shaman. She was like, shaman, make me strong. Give me a potion, a spell, ask the spirit, something. And the shaman said, okay, we'll, make, we'll do this ritual. Go out and collect these three things. It was the head of a talbuk, um, not feathers, like the... So she had to kill three creatures, a Talbuk, one of the rocks, and yeah. oh, I forget the other one. I'm so close. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a cleft hoof, was it? It was, I think it was something it was. smaller. 
Was so it a cleft tooth? It was a cleft tooth. So she goes out, Talbuk's, they're, they're not very strong individually, but they're strong as a pack. So she had to learn how to not just survive Draenor, but then going out and getting the weak one and killing it. And when one noticed, she buffed herself up strong and bluffed her way through it, charging. Um, for the bird, she realized that it always returned back to its nest at a, um, at a consistent time. So she just waited and attacked it. And I, I think it was a cleft tooth that she ran out of a cliff. She, like, she tied herself to a rope, jumped off the cliff, and let it just run itself off. And she brought them back to the uh, the shaman. And she said, okay, I have all the regents needed. Let's do this ritual. And the shaman tells her to look into the lake. And that's when Draka realizes killing these three things, like the, the trial of getting those, is what made her strong. And she was able to do that, not with brute strength, like you would expect an orc hunter to do, is just go out there with a spear, but just by outsmarting them all. We spent like 30 minutes talking about how Draka, like her transition to a rogue made sense. That This woman's always I mean, been a rogue. She's already, yeah. And, the, so and the other thing is, the other thing is too, is like, uh, I like, and I think a big thing needs to be remembered is like, she did this alone. Like this was like, these are like, these are like some big feats for like a, like a party kind of thing, but she did this all on her own. And yeah, I mean, it makes sense why she can operate well on her own by herself and stuff like that. Like, I mean, she probably might operate even better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, She's outstandingly uh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes me concerned that, again, going back to like the the general kind of, uh, you know, in Maldraxxus and how that's all set up as far as like military might and stuff like that, how that might line up. But other than that, like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, this woman is equipped to be to be a rogue. This is like that's her that's her jam. Um, but to kind of, uh, we don't, I don't want to get into her interactions too, too much because we have afterlives and we have very like, you know, we have the comic and stuff like that, but it's not anybody with any, like anyone we really know yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's not anybody that we can really pin on. I, and I, I, and I also don't want to beat a dead horse because I think we've said she's grounded. We've said she's rooted, all that good stuff. And I think again, her interactions, as far as like conversation and stuff like that, are, are, are just you know they're very powerful for the course. Everything lines up, so I don't want to really beat that into the ground too too much. I just kind of want to get into her end result, and I don't want to speak for all of us, but I think we're pretty happy with where she's at right now. I think we're pretty content at where the uh, you know the course has taken us. I mean, yeah, yeah, positive, but cautiously so. As 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 we always are, <laughs> you in the you in the same boat there, Maze. Yeah, I think, and it is one little tidbit. My favorite thing about Draka of all is that when asked, uh, Christy Golden said, "Yeah, there's there's nothing really about like her name doesn't mean anything. It was just orcish and badass." And I I, I think that just <laughs> sums up her character super well. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much, man. She she's an orc. She's badass, and there's like there's no like. You don't have to like. You don't have to look too too far into her. You know what you got, and it's and it's good, right? Like it's sick. So yeah, it's refreshing to see a character where like you, what you see is actually what you get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. There's no like. Again, we'll we'll see. We'll like 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 Warren said. We'll cautiously proceed into Shadowlands to see what we're kind of getting into. But I think right now we're very content with where we're at, and we can kind of. We can kind of stick with that. So, um, do we want to get into AU Draka? 
much? Like, do we want to kind of explore that I at all? I didn't play Warlords of Draenor, and I just leveled using In, yeah, <laughs> like the bonus using objectives. So I don't know too much, sadly. Um, but I don't know if you and Maze maybe like have some extra points there. I mean, I mean, yeah. She she plays well, her role obviously. Yeah, she <laughs> she plays her role, but for the most part, I don't think she does anything on her own. That isn't just her following Duratan. And yeah, the the yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, does AU they didn't have a, a son in AU? They had a daughter. Oh, that is. It's been a while. It's been a while. So yeah, I don't think we should. It's been a while because I I don't want to talk about a subject that we're not studied on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and to, and to kind of and to kind of like just to, to uh, double down on that, like we we didn't uh, want to like get into AU Draka too much because we don't really like if we're gonna explore the AU universe, we're gonna talk about it like specifically with that. Um. And like these are two different characters, AU Draka and and you know current timeline Draka are very, very different people. So we're just gonna kind of stay the course on her. I wanted to kind of bring her up and kind of mention because you know she does exist, and we like we dealt with her for an entire expansion. But like yeah, like 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 May said, like we didn't deal with her too much. Like I mean, it was pretty much like she, her and Duratan were like attached to the hip, which is great. They were a good couple, right? So it makes sense. Um. But you never really get to see that that rogue, like uh, very like fine to be on her own kind of uh, you know kind of strength that we know her for, right? So, uh, yeah, we won't we won't we won't deep dive into that too too much. Like, or we won't we won't get into that because we'll we'll, we'll talk about AU as a whole at some point. <laughs> we'll like we'll eventually get into that. Um, I don't. It might even be most of our dread. Um, That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, it was Gea Ra. It's the daughter that was born after Warlords. During, after Warlords. During, okay. Yeah, you meet her during the... Uh, Magar Orc mm-hmm. scenario. Correct. Ah, so, okay. Uh, this is, and that go. starts getting us into the Lightbound, the, not the Army of the Light, that's two separate things, but the Lightbound yeah. and Yarel kind of becoming Light Hitler. Light Hitler, yeah. Like, there's no other way of putting it. it like, she, Urel is like Light Hitler. They're like, they're into like assimilation. It's cool. It's it's a yeah. It, like that's such a oh my god. We'll go that that for sure is going to be an episode. You guys can mm-hmm. you guys can put money on that. Like, <laughs> we're we'll definitely get into that. But before we get too down the rabbit hole anymore, and I know we said this was going to be a short episode, but of course it wasn't. Um, that wraps us up for this week's episode of Norganon. Warren, give him the rigmarole, my friend. Give him the spiel. Yeah, well, um, thanks for listening, guys. Please make sure to tell all your friends about us that actually happen to like the law. Uh, please leave a five-star review on whatever pla- podcasting platform you guys happen to listen to us on. Uh, you can check us out at poppedoff.com and our Twitter at popped underscore off. For all the updates and stuff, like James already said, we will be doing another episode next week because we did miss one. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening and leave any comments and stuff that you guys would like to see on future updates any way you can and we'll be sure to take that into account. Absolutely. But yeah, with that, guys, that was the Norgarnian Podcast. We'll see you all literally next week. See you guys.